Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What's up? I'm Matt Sainson. I am a beer nerd. Gooseberry pumpernickels. I have a love-hate relationship with IPA. Crushable. Very chuggable. What kind of hops do you have in this one? Uh, when I taste it, it tastes crisp. Is there a dog tag that, that's in there? Now let's go ahead and share the love with the other staff who are looking at us, drinking all this beer, wishing they could do it. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another beer podcast. Uh, in this episode, I sat down with Todd Baldwin, who is founder and president of Red Leg Brewing Company in Colorado Springs, Colorado. And we get into everything. We talk about how he got to Colorado, uh, how what he uh, did in the 101st Airborne Division. And actually, he and I were in the same unit at the same time. We didn't even know it. So that's kind of crazy. We get into how he started his brewery, which was less unorthodox, including how he financed it. And we just uh, shoot the shit and have a lot of fun time. So without further delay, let me give you Todd Baldwin of Red Leg Brewing Company from Colorado Springs, Colorado. Okay, so Todd, thanks for coming on the podcast. It's awesome. My pleasure. Yeah, good to be here. Glad to have you in studio all the way from Colorado Springs. Colorado, Colorado Springs. Springs. Yes, and sir. You got some beer in front of you. You brought plenty, which we that's what I love to see. But before we get into that, uh, you and I kind of have a connection that uh, that I didn't know when I cold emailed you. Yeah. Um, is that we were in the same brigade Absolutely. at Fort Campbell with the 101st Airborne Division. Uh, and you were in the 2nd Battalion. You're no slack, No right? slack, yep. 2327, so 2nd Battalion, 327th Infantry. Uh, and what did you do for no slack? I was a fire support officer for Charlie Company, 2nd 327. Okay, so a fister for the yep. for those who don't for those who know the lingo and the, those who don't don't be offended. It's I, I promise you, it's used on a daily basis in a non derogatory term. Yep, uh, fire support specialist. And uh, did you deploy? With- I did. I went to Iraq with uh, them, uh, 2007 and 8. So you were in Kirkuk. I was in Samara. You're in Samara. Oh, okay. So, okay. I, I deployed twice with them, and my first deployment was with Kirkuk. I guess that was from 05 to 06. Yep. And then I was up in uh, Cobb Spiker and Tikrit. Uh, I guess that deployment seven to eight. I made my I made my way. I didn't ever made my way down to Samara. No, I did actually, but I went to Patrol Base Olson. That's where I was at. Oh, you're pulled. You're at Olson. Okay. Yep. What was the fob? That was, it was not really in Samara. But it was north. Of so the-, the one that like our battalion sat at was yeah. Brassfield Mora. That's right, Brassfield yeah. Mora. And then we okay. kind of got detached down to Patrol Base Olson. Okay. Then we set up inside the city. Well, those were both inside the city, but yeah. we set up uh, Patrol Base Uvani too. Okay, I remember. So that. we had two of them out there. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of not the best place to be. Yeah. No, I went to. I only went to PB Olson once, yeah. and uh, and I was glad I was only there once. You know, yeah. I was I was living the fat life up at Cowspiker, right? And I, I was in military intelligence, so like I was, you know. Doing my thing, but uh, that's cool, dude. And yeah, like man. like I said, I just uh, emailed you a few weeks ago, told you about this, asked you if you'd be interested in being on it, and you're like, yeah, actually, I was in 2327, and that just blew my mind. Yeah. I was like, I know this dude, kind of, <laughs> maybe, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so... We definitely did the secret handshake when we met. Yeah, exactly. So we knew that we were both <laughs> we were both real. Like, yeah, yeah we're both Bastogne we, guys. We, 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 exactly, Bastogne. Yeah, I mean, I, sure, I have a Bastogne shirt still that I usually wear 
honestly want to sleep or yeah. something, but I should well, wear it. Today. I still have my like my no slack shirt, but I I oh, can't yeah. wear it anymore because I'm just I drink too much beer now. Right. That, yeah. That's what I was talking about. As we all yeah. do. Right. Yeah. So you got out in '09. I got out I in 2009. Uh, and when did you start the brewery? How'd you get into brewing? Tell me all the backstory. Awesome question. Um, kind of a circuitous route to starting Red Leg. It's a great uh, word, by the way. It's a GRE word. Dude, there, use it, man. <laughs> I used to always joke people, if you can't spell it, you can't use it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can't spell it. But okay, well, I'm still going to use it. It's okay. Boom. We're podcast, not writing. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, so I got out and wasn't sure what I wanted to do. Um, so I just wrote a desk job uh, in Nashville. Um, so yeah. just just love that town. Yeah. Love the vibe. Love hanging out down there. Um, basically enslaved myself to a cubicle. Now, after a while, I was like, man, is this like really what I want to do? It kind of sucks, right? Like, man. This this blows. Yeah. Like I, I mean, I, I've like I was in the army. I, I fought hard for my country. Sure. Did what they asked me to do. You know, is this really what I serve for? Yeah. And I was basically walking in my notice one day, just to be like, you know, what? I'm gonna figure it out. I'm just this isn't it. And they're like, hey, before you give us whatever you have in your hand, we want you to help us with an office in Little Rock, Arkansas. And I'm like, I'm not going to Little Rock, Arkansas. Right. I was like, I no moved. offense to anyone in Little yeah. Rock. I'm I sure love it's a great town. Little Rock. Yeah. But I was yeah. just like, man, I've moved so much. You know, after like. Benning, Lewis, Sill, deployment back, deployment back, or yeah. you know, in between mid fifteen month polls, a long yeah, yeah, time, yeah, 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 yeah. and then uh, that's right, just a fifteen month deployment, yeah, that's right. crazy, right, Damn, dude, just I can't a long time, it. yeah, yeah, and uh, so like, well, this is how much we're gonna pay you, and I was like, I love Little Rock, <laughs> let's call the hogs right now, let's do it, and I learned it, you we'll know, go raise your suey, right, yeah yeah, 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 you do all that stuff, so uh, ended up moving to Little Rock, and about I don't know six seven weeks into it, I got a new boss. And she was in the Memphis area. Maybe it was like maybe it was like three months, eh, just a while. And she was like, "Hey, I'm gonna come visit you guys tomorrow in Little Rock." And I was like, "Cool, whatever." So she comes out, hangs out with us, meets the team, yada yada yada. We go out to dinner, yada yada yada. Like I don't know, like a day or two later, she calls me. She goes, "Hey, I need you to come to Memphis tomorrow." And I was like, "Like you were just here? Like, yeah. Why do I have to go to Memphis?" She's like, "Yeah, no, just come come to Memphis." I was like, "That's like a three hour drive." I was gonna say. <laughs> and she's like, "Yeah, yeah, no, just come. I need to talk to you about your business development and uh, bring your computer when you come." And I was like, okay. So I hop in the car, you know, had to be there at 8 a.m. So I leave, you know, Little Rock at like 4.30 in the morning. Damn. And um, <clears throat> I show up. They're there to greet me. And they fire me on the spot. What? I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Wake up at 4.30, drive across the state. Bring your computer because you got to turn it in probably. It's you their property. It. That was what they wanted. Holy, your business development, which is ending, ending now. Ending now. No severance, no nothing. We just had moved there, moved everything we had there. You, like, probably got, you probably done. broke your lease or yep. had to do whatever you did. So Jeez, boom, literally dude. just dropped the bombing. So how needless long, how- to say, I was not a happy camper when all that went down. But, yeah, you know, it's a good life lesson. Um, um, and that was that. I mean, pretty much that was it. And I drove three hours back home, and I was like, never again. I will never put myself in a situation where I can't. My attitude, my effort don't dictate how well I do in life. And uh, that really opened my eyes to that in corporate America, I guess you want to call it. Yeah. Uh, It's probably not even corporate America. Like, it doesn't happen very often, something like that. But uh, that's basically what happened. That's an insane story. So I had my first homebrew set up about six months prior. I I had written the initial business plan for Red Leg. And, and I was the, like, for this brewery, yeah. we're talk- and let's go ahead and open one or yeah, two if totally you want, man. since we're talking so, about beer. Uh, I'll probably start us with, um, um, well, my wife was like, what do you want to do? And I was like, let's just, I was like, you can go wherever you want to go. Yeah. And she's like, I want to go to Colorado. That's what you said? And, no, that's what she said. Because okay. I moved her all the time, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. And she was like, let's go to Colorado. And I was like, word, where do you want to go? She's like, Colorado, Denver. I was like, how about Colorado Springs? There's five breweries there, or five uh, breweries. Five military bases there. Yeah, there are. Yeah, the Air Force Academy too, right? Air Force Academy, yeah. Peterson, NORAD, uh, Carson, and Carson. Shriver. 
Okay. Wow, Crazy, I didn't right? know that. Huh. I, I didn't know I didn't know this either, but like it's the second largest conglomerate of military outside of DC. So I left one conglomerate and then I came to that the East Coast is conglomerate. Good trivia. So I uh, <laughs> came out here and uh, started the brewery man, cranking out about thirty gallons of beer a day. We just got our numbers back today. We sold thirty five thousand cases of beer last year. Wow. So in five less than five years we kind of grew that much in, in in a sweet, you know. In a tough market. I mean, when we started I was gonna, where we are like now. The, it's like the craft beer it's, capital. It's like Mecca, man. It, it's kind of it, like starts there. It's crazy. Actually, the um, yeah, uh, it's it does start there. It's, I mean, the, the big the big dogs, the, the New Belgiums. Yep. The, uh, God, who makes Dale's Pale Ale? Uh, Odell. Odell is yeah, out there. Yeah. Out there. Oscar Blues is Oscar out there. Oscar Blues. With, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean, um, Coors. I mean, yeah, Coors. Call, call they what own, you want. But yeah, yeah. They own Blue Moon. Blue Moon is owned by Coors. Yeah. So it, it, the the streets run amber or dark, depending on your beer, <laughs> depending on your taste, with beer in Colorado. And you decided to open up a brewery because yep. your wife is like, let's move to the mountains. Let's move to Colorado. Yeah, let's get out of here. Yeah. Totally. Yep. Wow, so that's dude. what we did, man. And, and we just kind of like. At the time, there's only a few veteran numbers in the country. So this is like 2012. Okay. Maybe we, yeah, started in 2012 as far as like getting the ball rolling. There wasn't very many of us out there at the time. So there wasn't a whole lot of people to lean on, ask questions to, or whatnot. So we just kind of just went for it. And yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, since day one, we've been grinding and, and uh, you know, competing in a, in a tough market. But we just keep growing because it's all about quality, man. Like yeah. it starts and ends really there. We always tell like we don't we don't want to be known for like veterans brewing beer or like a veteran owned or veteran brewed type thing. Yeah. I mean, we highlight it, but sure. At the end of the day, like if our beer's not great, then it's going down the drain and we're not gonna let you have it. Right. And we always say like we want you to like our beer first and think it's cool that we're veterans that are doing it. Yeah. Which is really important to us. Yeah, um, well, as a company. What I like about it is, I mean, your can here is called Red Leg Brewing Company. And could you just explain to people who don't know what a red leg is? Yeah, so it goes all the way back to the prior Civil War when you get in these long lines of battle. And they used to just smash into each other, right? Well, um, it, when you have like 100,000 muskets going off in the battlefield, it creates a lot of smoke. Mm. So just like exit signs are red, just like stop signs are red, and, and fire extinguishers are red, it's because there's, there's smoke building up in there. The only color you can see through smoke is red. So if you're an infantry guy and you push the other side back, you want the guys with the cannons behind you to stop shooting, oh, right? You don't want them to bounce yeah. a ball into you. Yeah, that, yeah. that would that would suck. Yeah, right. And, so uh, okay. so sure that way, them. when they sent like a, a guy in a horse messenger, or a guy running to find you to tell you to stop shooting, they could find you faster. Oh wow! So that's where it all started, so, and they put a literally put a red stripe down their pant leg. Wow. And so let's go ahead. Let's get let's drink some of the beer if we can. No doubt, bro. Um, what do we? What's, what's the first one up? So I uh, I'm gonna start with uh, Howitzer Amber. Okay. But it's in a different package this year because uh, our good friends at the Fourth Infantry Division asked us to uh, rebrand one of our packages for uh, the celebration of the hundred years of the Fourth Infantry Division. Is that why I see ivy on it? So yeah. So each can yeah. has a hundred ivy leaves on it. Okay, so 4th Infantry Division, uh, headquartered at Fort Carson, I believe, right? Yes, sir. Um, it's uh, If you look at the patch, it's a diamond, and it has four ivy, uh, I guess they're, they're ivy flowers? Or yep. ivy, ivy, ivy leaves, ivy I think is what they call and them. And in the Army, we used to say, uh, I'm sure you heard the joke board, the 4th fourth, fourth ID patch is four lieutenants pointing north. Right? It's pointing in all four directions on this diamond, so it's kind of funny. But it has four ivy, and it, 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 when you see it uh, in color, it is it is green. And when I look at the can here, uh, it has ivy over it. So that's really like a hometown, like a, like a, a paying totally. homage to, to the unit for sure. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. The can's like designed, so it looks like the, the leaves are actually growing off the can yeah, itself. Yeah, definitely. Look, how's that look? Yeah, just the way it kind of grows. And then obviously ivy, ivy division, and then 100, 100 years of service. Wow. So yeah, man. So uh, just a really nice multi-caramel 
uh, amber. Okay. Um, just real smooth drinking. Comes in at like 5%, so nothing's going to knock your socks off. Yeah, so it's um, good for day drinking, if you will. If, I'll if, put this up to the mic so you can hear oh, it. Oh, please do. We love sound effects. We're oh, all audio. Yeah, people, man. so good. <laughs> yeah. Everyone, this is actual beer, people, and we're passing over thousands of dollars worth of electrical equipment. Uh, but it's okay. My bosses don't care. Um, I don't think they're watching right now. Mm. We'll just wave. Hey. Oh, dude. Okay, so this tastes like a fresh beer. Like, yeah. when was this brewed? Because it tastes um, so fresh. So on the bottom, we always put ours, we put deployed. Okay. So ours was deployed the 28th of December. Okay. I was going to say, it tastes like a so fresh two beer. two weeks. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's delicious. It, Not bad for traveling uh, across what, the country. 1,500 miles today? Yeah, I don't even know. Yeah. You woke up in Colorado today. And Before I got to the airport at 4 this morning in Colorado. God. You're a better man than I. Oh, man. <laughs> you must be tired. No, I'm ready to drink some beer. Yeah. Yeah, this, this beer is good. Uh, it's, I mean, it's great. Um, I love ambers. I love the maltiness. Uh, yeah. I, I love, the, I love the, the sweetness that comes with it. Um, and this is just one. It tastes so fresh that I could just, like, slam a few back right now. Yeah. yeah super sessionable, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, At 5%, you can have people really not enjoy fall, it. Yeah. Um, it kind of falls into that kind of. A lot of people look at it like a Sam Adams log or Boston lager kind of uh, it's not a lager it's an ale but exactly. um thank you for saying that so yeah. right now but what are, you have like a bunch of cans yeah, I mean, I, over there. I, I mean, you can have one of uh one of each man I'll make sure you get some okay, here cool. yeah. yeah no we brought um the howitzer amber Ivy 100 okay we brought Hilo Hefeweizen which is our okay. uh, a real nice German Hefeweizen Hilo like a helicopter we brought our uh, two World Beer Cup placing beers, our Blue Nose Brown Ale, which got uh, third in the Brown Porter category in 2016. Now, what's, what, what's a Blue Nose for people who don't know? A Blue Nose is when you cross the Arctic Circle in your boat in the Navy. You're a Blue Nose. So we're the only brewer in history to name one beer that uh, three different colors. So you have like red leg, blue nose, brown ale. Whoa. <laughs> Blows your mind, right? Man, when you think about it. That's not for us. That's for beer scholars 200 years from now. Yeah. That is like, that is that next level shit. Yeah. I'm um, so glad this made like the interweb for, for life. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that's, that's, that's super, that's super We cool. didn't realize it when we first did it. We're like, man, we just put three colors in that beer. That's a little weird. Yeah. Eh, well, it sells great. Screw What's not? Right. Yeah, it yeah. does sell the red. And then now one World Beer Cup medal. It's like, okay. Yeah, that's right. You won two World Beer Cups. We yep. were talking about this before we started recording, but please tell, tell us about your, the success you Yeah, it was crazy. We, um, we weren't really sure if we should even enter in the competition because the World Beer Cup happens every two years. Oh, wow. So we're every time like that Olympics. our breweries have been able to enter, we've won a medal, which is pretty crazy to think about. Yeah. Um, especially with how many, how many beers are out there. And so many people are making such great beer just to be recognized, uh, you know, our brewery specifically. Yeah, making quality quality craft beers is, is is an honor truly. So what happened with Devil Dog Stout? I'll never forget. It was actually in Denver, the CBC that or the Craft Brewers Conference that year, and I didn't go. I was like, ah, it's right so, down the road. You so didn't go. I was literally <laughs> watching it like on Twitter, I think, or something like that. And yeah. we were at one of the local uh, um, tap houses, just having a beer. And all of a sudden, I'll never forget. It was like. Um, my phone, the live stream, like cut out for a second, and then all of a sudden it came back, and all I saw was like Devil Dog go across the screen, and I was like, "Holy shit, did we just win?" Yeah. And then all of a sudden my phone just starts blowing up. There's all these messages start coming through, and we're sitting in the bar. We're like, "Yes, yeah. we won!" And we didn't know what we won, but we thought maybe we won gold, but we won bronze, which is which is great. Don't it's get even me wrong. an honor just to be yeah. nominated. Just, right? Yeah, yeah, right. That's in crazy. The, yeah. So we're wow, literally dude. we started buying rounds for everybody in the bar, oh, like yeah. going crazy. And it was like eleven, probably eleven thirty at night. We went back to the brewery, and there was like fifty people outside the brewery waiting to come in. And like they were just wanted the to best celebrate advertisement this. you could ever have. And um, yeah, because we close at ten o'clock, <laughs> <laughs> so we I think people just wanted to come see us and like yeah. congratulate congr- congratulate us on uh, on uh, just just being recognized like that, especially 
in Colorado where it's a big deal for Colorado Brewers to place. I mean, the Colorado Brewers go puts a big emphasis on that. And um, so we were able to win and literally would just open up. I think we parted to like 4 o'clock in the morning just crushing Devil Dog Stouts all night long. It was awesome. That's so cool. Just to be there with our fans, people that really helped the brewery get it going from the start. So, yeah, yeah. Especially so- like our brewery. Man, you know, you know, my wife and I started on 18 credit cards. Like that's not really a common story we talk about. Wow. But 29 banks in Colorado turned us down. So I found in eight hours we took out 18 credit cards, uh, balance transferred $350,000 in credit card debt into the business, and that's how we started it. That is an insane story. It's something that I don't think you'd probably recommend to other entrepreneurs out there. So but it seemed to have worked out for you guys. So it's funny. I always get asked to do these talks about. We, I always get asked to speak at these things called like non-traditional funding sources to start a business, and I'm always <laughs> like, I'm gonna tell you how I did it, but I don't recommend it because yeah. it's a lot of pressure. Yeah. The only thing that I, I would ever say that was <clears throat> the benefit in doing it the way that we did was no bank secured any of our assets so they couldn't take our home because it's credit card debt it's not secure they, debt they would just come after you until the day you died and the yeah. interest would keep accruing yep. but they're not going to take your business or your equipment or your house, house or my car, anything, your car anything like that yeah your daughter so, like dog. That, no. so <laughs> i'm not telling you to do this don't it's stupid <laughs> it kept me out for the last four and a half straight years yeah, but yeah man. so i paid it off december 31st all of it all of it done Boom. so happy new year Darn. new year new yep. you just said done with it yeah yep so we just cleared it out and and that was kind of a big 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 goal for us so that's how we started actually okay. and then um yeah man we've just kind of been running ever since yeah for sure um well we talked about devil dog stout and i just finished this one so let me go ahead and get a little bit you want of that, that or you want to do hefeweizen I'll do the hefe actually. Yeah, and my, then we'll go to yeah, kind of. I kind of, I kind of threw us out of a uh, little bit of order, but that's no, okay. Hey, yeah. You, you're, now is this hefeweizen? So for me, hefeweizen uh, is a little bit polarizing because I think majority of Americans really don't understand what the hell a hefeweizen actually is. And when I was in college, I had the opportunity to do a semester in in Europe, and I definitely found my way to Munich. Yeah. Uh, and I had an actual hefeweizen. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, okay, this is this is this is what they're calling Blue Moon back home. Or yeah. This is what it should be. Yeah. You know, so um, like very banana-y, very clovey. Yep. Uh, fruit lemon is, is, a, is a flavor. So is this like it's a really Bav- Bavarian-style? Yeah, Hefeweizen? absolutely. Cool. I mean, uh, it's tons of bananas. I mean, you'll get the bananas for sure. A lot of cloves. We actually ask and recommend people, like, pour it hard, pour it fast. And we actually rouse the can before we actually pour it. So we'll actually start spinning it around inside Ooh. the can. And what I usually do is I'll actually pour a little bit off. Give that a shot there. I love the can. It's got some olive drab green. Yeah, on it. so it's supposed to be like a um, a Huey uh, like paint job. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you got like the rescue on it. Yeah. Not a step. It's funny. Yeah, man. Fire panel. I was going to ask, since you were an artillery, and artillery, I mean, I wasn't an artilleryman, uh, but from what I understand about it, I looked a little bit of up knowing you were going to come in here. Uh, precision is the name of the game. Yeah, bro. So uh, having yep. that frame of reference in your mind, how does that transfer over to brewing? And and, and, and brewing adds in a whole other science background yeah. uh, to it. So like, d- did you have to take a crash course in chemistry, or did you hook up with a brewer? How did you actually? Yeah, so... Um... Um, so we're able to do attract and retain some really phenomenal brewers that believed in our mission, what we're trying to do, um, keep pushing the distribution side of things. We had now three brewers, and we're adding a fourth. Oh wow! Just to just to keep up, and that's pretty much six days a week, eighteen hour days, straight brewing, just all the time, just keep grinding. Where's your distribution? So we just do Southern Colorado. Okay. So just south of Denver, so we don't actually venture into Denver. We do a good job down where we're at. Okay. And then, um, you know, we venture out uh, like through military bases and things like that from time to time, just kind of test the waters a little bit. But yeah, oh, wow. that's good. 
Well, you got to make your way over to Colorado to have it, and the beer's great. Uh, Thank you. So this this is Hefeweizen here. I, you na- you said you nailed it. When I uh, the color, it's, it's really good. It's, it's like a straw color. What a Hefeweizen should be. Yeah, nice and cloudy. Exactly. People are like, oh, it's you not clear. I'm like, no, man. Like, you then that's to- what we say. Like, rouse the can. So rouse. What does rouse mean? Like, just, just kind of uh, spin it around in your hand. Gyrate it. Um, yeah, do almost like a centrifuge, kind of like yeah. you're kind of spinning up any sort of particulates at the bottom back up into the beer. And so this blue nose porter. Let's talk about that. And we were on in the brown porter category, mm-hmm. and um, just a great, delicious beer. It's going to have pure. I was like, oh, it's coffee. No, it's roasty notes. Is really yeah, kind of what kicks it off and starts. And then we finish it with some great chocolate malt on the back end. So you really get this kind of roastiness, and all of a sudden, this chocolate notes just kind of smash your palate, and it's just delicious. So yeah. it's awesome. Um, one cool. of our best sellers uh, for sure uh, in in Colorado Springs. So. And the, these are all the flagship beers you that you brew. Do you get all your hops from Colorado? Uh, no, we don't, actually. Not okay. all of them. Um, there aren't a lot of huge hop farms in Colorado. I didn't think there were. Uh, I don't know why I asked that It's mostly like question. the Yakima Valley, like Oregon, Washington. Yeah, that's where So we go up there from. like once a year to check on our crop, and we harvest, or we uh, partner with our uh, farmers up there to help us out. Okay. So, yeah. That's all right. Yeah, this is, this is so much fun. Everybody out there, if you, I don't know what you're doing with your life, but start a beer podcast. This is the best idea I've ever had. <laughs> it doesn't like, suck, does yeah, it? Yeah, it doesn't suck People always ask me, what's it like owning a brewery, bro? And I'm like, it doesn't suck. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I'm poor and I sleep on the ground sometimes because uh, I'm tired. But And you were worried about massive credit card debt up until a few weeks ago. A few but, weeks ago. But now it's your new man. Crazy. New sales. Cool. Um, do you employ any other veterans? Or yeah, is it, so okay. uh, we have... So out of my 11 employees, half are veterans. Wow. So five and a half. So <laughs> wait, I'm just saying that. No, it's kind of myself. Ten. <laughs> okay. Okay. So if I'm in, then we have six. So out of my 10 employees, five of them are veterans. And if you count me, yeah. there's six of us. Well, yeah, I definitely count For 11. Yeah. I think craft beer and the military community, for me, I think go hand in hand. Uh, because one thing, when I first started getting into craft beer, when I, when I was in college, after the Army, actually, when, when I was in college, I was drinking like, you know, Miller High Life in the barracks. The good stuff. The good, the champagne of beers. I'm from Milwaukee, it's Wisconsin. Champagne. Beers in my blood, right? Yeah. And I could buy it on Fort Campbell at the shop at, I think, for le- for like three ninety seven. I, I think, back in that's 08 crazy. or whenever. Because, of course, there's no tax. So less than four bucks, you know, I, that's something to do on a, yeah. on, a, on, a, on a Thursday night or Tuesday morning, right? Yeah, totally. Um, that's awesome. So I turned 21 <laughs> in Iraq in my first deployment. Oh, uh, no. My 21st birthday. My mom had the foresight to send me a rum cake, and it had, like, a little jig of rum in there. And she's like, no, nah, just pour it over. The, the instructions she mailed yeah. me were, just pour it over the cake and eat it. And I was like, hell no. I tried to I, – I swallowed the jug and trying to yeah. see if I can get a buzz, but I couldn't. Yeah. Just, uh, well, the day I came back from deployment, I was, like, t- basically 21 in the United States for the first time. And, you know, like, we got back, like, a I don't even know, like two o'clock in the morning. It sure. Look a weird time, and you know, we we handed in the weapon and went back. And I had a bar- room in the barracks because you know I was a single soldier. And but before I did that, I made it, I walked to a shop at because uh, I couldn't get my car out of impound or not yep. was it in impound? It was in like storage. Couldn't get out till like the next day. It's so, basically impound. Yeah, it is. Impound. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just it was free, right? So I didn't pay money on it. But uh, I walked and I got a six pack of Killian's Irish Red. Nice. And a uh, bottle of. Uh, what was it? It was Captain Morgan's, but it was Tattoo, their black rum. Okay. They don't make it anymore, and there's okay. a reason for that. And I bought yeah. a two-liter Coke, and I remember, and I rented, I, I think I rented or bought two movies, right? Yeah. And I just went back, and it was nothing to do, middle of the night, and I was jet-lagged. So yeah. I got into the six-pack and started drinking the rum, and woke up the next morning, had a half a bottle of rum, and the movies were, like, I, I couldn't tell you what they were about, right? Yeah. Um, I think I had two beers left, so I definitely, you know. You had a good time. Yeah, Well-deserved, well well-earned good time. Of course, time. yeah. But what I want to say is that craft beer and the military go hand-in-hand hand because it is a sense of community. You know, you're, you're in this com- competitive space, 
in Colorado. And it is like one of the biggest craft beer states, if not the biggest craft beer. Maybe North Carolina. I would say like California, Oregon. Yeah. Um, oh, definitely Oregon. Get the shit. I, mean, I think yeah. I think California's hit a thousand breweries. Wow. I, someone told me that the other day, and I was like, "What? A thousand? I mean, I mean." Having so many breweries, so many great breweries, yeah. drives competition, which is good for you, the consumer. Actually, let's talk about the beer that you just poured me that I, I have been sipping on. The it, deliciousness? It is, it is great. Um, you mentioned that it's got some chocolate on the back end. Yep. I definitely get the chocolate. I get the roastiness on the front end, especially yep. on the nose. Yep. Big time on the nose. Um, definitely. You say this is a porter or a brown it's, ale? We call it a brown ale, but it really crosses into that porter brown category. Okay. okay. Um, yeah, it's great. Um, thank I, you. This is I'm a seasonal drinker, and this is a, a definitely kind of beer that I would drink next to a fire yep. or something at, at at night. How did working in the craft beer industry change how you drink or how you appreciate? It? I'm sure it turned upside down. Yeah, the appreciation for it is is has always been there, but especially now, um, especially when you find a beer that you're like, damn, that's a great beer, and then you start asking questions like, how did you like what? And you start kind of breaking it down. Hopefully, you can get with the owner or yeah. you know whoever made it. But if not, it's really just kind of that um, um, that continual search for knowledge. Yeah. And no matter what you do in life, it's kind of the same thing here. Like for us, that's our passion. That's what we look at. It's always improving yourself and your quality and your and ultimately your craft. And hopefully, people can realize that because you know we don't brew beers on the millions of gallons level like some people do. Yeah, which is you okay. Know, There's room for that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're we're 700 gallons a pop. You know. Yeah. And to think that that beer's got to move in 90 days. Wow, because that, that's our that's our quality standard. That just got, sounds like pressure. Yeah, like a lot of pressure. You know, to think that all that beer gets sold in that you know ninety hundred hundred day mark. Yeah. Um, you know, it's truly a um, it's truly a good reflection on the brewery because we put that back on our you know our, our distributors and things like that. This this beer has to sell in this amount of time, or else we're going to pull it out of the market. Yeah. Because we know. One bad beer can 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 lead people in the wrong direction about your brand. Yeah, that's true. Um, when you're talking about food and 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 beverages, you don't get a second chance. I eat at a restaurant once; it's terrible. I'm not going to go back. The ultimate responsibility always falls on the brewery, as it should. Yeah, I mean, we need to make sure that that line's cleaned. We need to make sure that servers know what they're talking about when they're when they're uh, telling a, a consumer like, "Hey, try Red Leg, try this beer." Yeah, um, it's not the restaurant's fault if. If certain things happen to the beer while you know while it comes out, it's not the distributor's fault for you know whatever because ultimately it relies on you anyway. That's, like they yeah. don't yelp or they don't right. go on untapped and smash <clears throat> the distributor for for the bad beer, right? Yeah, like I, I can't name a I can't name a beer distributor, right? Yeah, but, but I know that I but I know the bartender that the they served me the wrong beer or something right? like that. But 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 that eventually it's going to fall back to the to the brewery. Let's go ahead and get that last. Yeah, one. I got two more. Oh my god, two more. Okay. Hell yeah! Excuse me. Yeah, right. That's awesome. Saying, but we got Devil Dog Stout here. Devil Dog. Now that, that that's paying homage to the to our Marine Marine Corps sisters out there. Yep. So what's a Devil Dog? So Devil Dog is what back in World War One is what the Germans referred to as the Marines because they fought um, like crazy devil like dogs. Crazy devil yeah, dogs. man. Yeah. So that's kind of where it all came from. Um, it's a great beer. It got uh, third in the World Beer Cup in the foreign style stout category. Wow. That in um, that's one of the more in, competitive, competitive categories. Absolutely. I think. Yep. Yeah. And um, mm-hmm. so yeah, it was our first medal that we took home. We opened in 2013, but that was the first time we could actually compete uh, in a World Beer Cup. It was what, in 14. What year was this? 14. Okay. Yep. So yeah. it was great, man. It's got that really rye, peppery start it to it. Definitely does. Yeah. Um, some uh, some great malts going on in there. It looks um, like a great stout. It's phenomenal. It looks like a great stout. And, and, and instead of a can, and, and I'll be honest, usually stouts I've had out of, out of a cans, I am not impressed with. Uh, yeah. Or only because I know 
I know to uh, the, the the best stouts or the great stouts. I I prefer I prefer to to have them on draft. Sure, All beer I prefer to have on draft. But yeah. like uh, a stout out of a can that's good, uh, I think is, is exceptional and should be commended. And this is a great stout Thank you. out of a can. Appreciate it. So I yeah, it's one of our best sellers in in cans. Mm. Um, this beer just flies off the shelf. And it's just you don't find a lot of um, a lot of craft brewers kind of saying like this is a flagship beer for us. This is a beer that we keep in the market. 365 days a year because yeah. it just goes so well. It's just, um, it's so easy drinking for a stout. I it think is, people are smooth. always like, wow. They're always smooth. like, is it like 4.5%? It's like, no, it's like 7%. This is a 7% beer. 7.1. Okay, I thought for sure, because only because a lot of stouts, they tend to be on the lower ABV. Like sometimes yeah. less. The, be, the, the the best ones that I like are like uh, between like 4.5%, yeah. 5% for uh, ABV. But this is a 7%. Yeah. It doesn't taste like it. Not at all. It, it'll sneak up on you. I got to slow down it, here. It come gets you real quick. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. delicious, man. No, a lot, a lot of people like it. And, um, the feedback on the spear has been great since day one. So yeah, cool. Really excited about it. Well, what can we expect from you in the future, and how can people find your beer? Um, the best way to uh, to find us is redlegbrewing.com or any of our social media outlets at redlegbrewco. Uh, we have all the the Twitter and the Instagram and the book face and all that good <laughs> stuff. The book face. The old book face. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, yeah. No, we uh, we keep it pretty uh, pretty updated, so we're always doing stuff every day and. You know, we do a lot of cool things in our community. We uh, just launched a thing called the Cannon Crew, which is our uh, almost like a charity nonprofit wing that we started for the brewery. Oh, wow. So we actually hired a person to do all of our veteran and community outreach. So we're, we're, we're in the process of building a home for a local veteran who needs help through Habitat for Humanity. A couple weeks ago, we were down um, at the food bank helping out peel potatoes and things like that. And that's just, you know, using what we have to our advantage to say, like, you know what, we have this pretty loyal following. Yeah. See if people want to help us and make our community better. So we, we really love doing things like that um, to help out. Um, I'm the founding member with uh, with another guy, Dan Ackerman. Shout out to... Uh, hey, Dan. Hey, buddy. <laughs> and uh, a couple other guys uh, that helped us get the Veterans Beer Alliance off the ground. I don't know if you heard of that. I have, only because I've started this podcast and I've looked into it. Uh, but tell everyone so, what it so, is. Yeah, so I'm uh, kind of like the founding uh, member, one of the founding members of that. I founding member. Okay, yep. cool. And it's a national organization of veteran breweries working together to reduce our economies of scale. So we basically have the buying power of a large regional brewery, but yet spread out over these smaller breweries throughout the country. So imagine like a consortium or a guild, if you will, like a brewer's guild, uh, where you where it is. Um, I guess the closest thing I would compare it to is almost like the NFL, where you guys all throw into a pot and or how does this work? Do you guys do profit sharing? Or? We don't do stuff like that. It's okay. more like a um, okay. like I don't. I almost like want to call it like a trade organization. It's okay. probably a better better way, maybe, because we don't lobby, we don't do anything like that, like okay. a guild would do. Yeah. Um, yeah basically, yeah. what we say is, um, don't you want to support veteran brewers across the country? Right. So, like our huge suppliers, and then they help us with pricing, and then we okay. basically bring on the organization to buy from them. Okay. And we say, hey, as veteran brewers come on board, we'll um, we'll uh, you know give them the preferred vendor list on who we all use yeah um and things like that how many breweries 38 of us now 38 of you isn't that crazy yeah that is crazy yeah i can get each and every one of them on the podcast yeah isn't that great yeah it'd be awesome cool man well thank you for coming and sharing the love and the beer definitely appreciate it and uh red leg brewing check them out great beer thanks cheers
Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.